0: I think a lot of women, especially that I talk to, go through this, where we're trying to get our partners to grow with us, essentially. But what we're doing is we are shaming them, we're making them feel like they're not good enough, like they have to be better. And at one point, I realized that actually, I don't want my partner to be better. I want more of what he has inside. I want more. What do you do if you want to continue a relationship with that person and do better? I'm gonna get to this because we are still together. That's the good news. Welcome to Deep Within. On this show, we dive deep into the nervous system, emotional healing, and transformation from within the body. When I started my personal development journey, it was all in the mind doing affirmations, visualizations, listening to endless motivational videos. And I found that this approach without actually getting my body on board only left me in deeper shame and distress. So this is actually how I discovered somatic body-based healing. My name is Marina Yanai Triner and I am the compassionate somatic coach. I'm gentle, sensitive, and I love deep conversations. I'm so, so, so excited and so glad you're here so we can feel like we're together in our own little bubble of deep talks. The following podcast episode is actually from a live I did. That was so freaking good. It was actually my most attended live. And I know this topic is going to blow you away. And so I decided to turn it into a podcast episode. So, this live was all about codependence and how not being seen impacts codependence and how the trauma of not being seen impacts codependence. So, I actually broke down all of this stuff that happened between my partner and I and we had a breakup we had a getting back together so I just wanted to do this little intro so that you know that it's going to sound Instagram because it's from an Instagram live so I re- read some comments I answer some questions but it's a really freaking good live. it was so so good I had to post this on the podcast so I know you're going to enjoy this so much and if you are going through any kind of relationship turmoil listen to this this is going to blow you away Um, whether it's like a romantic relationship or anything else definitely this is going to be really beautiful for you and I share from my heart I share really personal parts of my journey with my partner so super excited for you to listen so let's dive in Hello and welcome everyone. Today I want to talk about codependence and the trauma of not being seen. So, first and foremost, I want to share with you that I have a new program coming up next month. This program is called Claim Yourself Boldly and it is meant for seeing yourself, for learning to see yourself. So, I'm going to put a link to it here, and there's actually early bird pricing. Until the 21st of this month and this is all about seeing yourself so I want to share with you something deeply vulnerable and personal that I think will support a lot of us because I know that so many of you are moving through relationship challenges and my partner and I have been moving through relationship challenges for a really long time and recently we actually broke up and I wanted to share about that process and what that's all been like and what the trauma of not being seen, what role it played in all of this. So my partner and I have been together for 13 years. We got together in our early 20s. We were obviously super different people back then. And in the first maybe five, six, seven years of our relationship, he was such a... A safe place for me he was a person that helped me just deal with life day to day I didn't grow up with people who were there for me emotionally and I had a lot of trauma coming into the relationship and he was this person that was just there for me every single day supported me every single day and in you know unhealthy ways now when I think about it um, he was you know my therapist, my cheerleader, all the things. And even though I was doing my own inner work for many, many years, since I was 18, I've been in therapy. I really relied on him as the only source of functioning in my life, which was becoming a problem. So, It was a dynamic, right? Like in any relationship, you create a dynamic together. And the dynamic that we created together is that I am the broken little bird and he is there to save me. And I went through a lot in that time. I actually went to the police during that time around my sexual assault and I um, faced the person who was abusive, sexually abusive towards me. And that was really, really hard and also liberating. And during that time, I couldn't function, like I couldn't get myself to eat, to drink, like basic stuff. And my partner was the person who was really helping me do all of that. So he was a blessing in my life for sure. Um, And I'm really grateful for that. And then when we moved to the States together, I started to pursue deeper and deeper levels of healing. And that is in somatic work and somatic therapy, which was fucking hard for years. I was like, why am I doing this? I want to quit. This is so, so hard. It was really going into deeper and deeper layers of my own trauma And not just talking about it, not just thinking about it, but really going into my body and feeling into all of the trauma that I've lived through in my life. And at first it was extremely challenging, but I didn't give up. I continued to do the work. And in this process, I started to really go to my depths. I started to really express my fullness of my emotions, the fullness of who I am, and our relationship started to get really tricky because over time I started to see that this is not okay that he is my only support and I'm going to have a therapist and I'm going to have a coach and I'm going to have all this community of people around me that is going to support me in my healing and in my growth and he cannot be the only person I go to. And for him that was really hard because he was comfortable in that space. Even though he didn't always like being that only person, he was very comfortable with it, right? When you create a dynamic, again, you're creating it together. So this was the dynamic that we had created together. And this was a space that we were both comfortable in, me being the little broken bird and him being the savior. And I remember when my therapist said to him once when we had, when he came to my session, she said to him that, you know, when you are just always focused on her, You're not actually bringing yourself to the table. You're not actually present in the partnership. And that was so eye-opening for me. And we were both really codependent because I was really dependent on him saving me. And he was dependent on kind of hiding behind the savior role. And so what I wasn't doing this whole entire time is I wasn't really acknowledging what what my desires were. So part of seeing yourself, part of claiming yourself and recognizing yourself is seeing your desires, even when they clash with the desires of someone else. So what I see with a lot of couples, I, co- I don't coach couples, I coach, you know, one side of the relationship, but what I see a lot is someone who's like really frustrated and they're like, I want my partner to do the work, they're not doing the work, but they're really frustrated because they're actually not owning that desire, they're actually feeling a little bit guilty or a little bit ashamed or all of these things, and they're trying to control their partner into doing what they want, but that never works. And that's what I was doing as well. For a really long time, I was trying to control my partner, and I was telling him, oh, you should go to this therapist. You should see this coach. This is going to help you. That is going to help you, all that kind of stuff. I know you guys are resonating with this, so let me know in the comments. I want to know what's coming up for you around this. If you do this too, please don't be ashamed because this is really natural in our process. I think A lot of women, especially that I talk to, go through this where we're trying to get our partners to grow with us, essentially. But what we're doing is we are shaming them. We're making them feel like they're not good enough, like they have to be better. And at one point, I realized that actually, I don't want my partner to be better. I want more of what he has inside. I want more of that. What do you do if you want to continue your relationship with that person and do better? I'm gonna to get to this because we are still together. That's the good news. So I was doing that. I was sort of trying, I was trying to get him to grow with me, but I was really doing it in a way of telling him what to do and trying to control and trying to manipulate him into it because I wasn't owning my desire. And so it sort of started to get into this rock bottom situation Because he was getting really, really triggered by me. And I was getting really triggered because I felt like, yeah, you're still together, that's awesome. Because I felt like I was seeing things. I was, you know, when you're growing and when you're going through this process... I think you start to really own your gifts of depth and you start to really see your partner and you start to see their patterns and maybe they don't see their patterns. That was me with my ex. Once I started finding myself, he didn't like it and we divorced. Yeah, and that, and I know, and I was open to that. I truly was open to that because I started to own my desires. So I started to really see a lot of parts of him and when I would reflect those parts, to him, he would get very, very triggered. Of course, I was also doing it in a very shitty way. So let's remember that. What can I do to work on my relationship when it changed after giving birth to a child? You know, that is not my personal experience, but I'm gonna share with you how we are we have navigated this and I'm hoping that it's gonna speak to you. I have a feeling it will. So I was communicating what I saw in him in shitty ways kind of being sneaky and manipulative, like, you should look into this, you should look into that, and it was really like with the this resentment, like, but you're not doing it, because I see this and this and this is wrong, and you're not doing it. There was a lot of resentment, and my resentment and my bitterness were coming from not seeing myself, not just saying, this is what I want. It can be with this man, another man but this is what I want and I'm not going to give it up it was a setting a boundary right and we don't do that in codependence we're just like you should change but that's not helpful first of all that's not sexy let's just start there second of all it's really not helpful because we're trying to control another human and they are an adult they are not a child and I know this is hard I still sometimes try to control don't get me wrong but in a very different way so anyway what ended up happening is that we have a very different perspective of moving out of our parents' home. I need to move out to thrive and he has always wanted to stay at home. I was in such a huge control of my partner when I realized I projected my own insecurities as her flaws. It was really life-changing. That's so beautiful. I love that you saw that. So what ended up happening is the triggers were so high, it was just so almost like toxic that basically I had told him, like, I'm going to go to the States. I'm going to go and like be alone and just like be in my own space because I would see things and I would reflect things like you're really angry right now and he would be like I'm not angry you know Um, and I would start to feel like I'm making shit up I like my mind is going insane I don't know I feel like you're manipulating me all this stuff but what was really happening is I wasn't owning my truth And my truth is that I see people and I see my partner really fucking well and what I wanted was for him to just give me space to communicate that. And not necessarily to say, oh yes, you're right, you're right, every time you see something in me you're right, but to say, I'll think about that, that's really interesting, Mm, I'm really curious about that, things like that. And maybe like I'll think about it and I thought about it and I don't really see that. But he was getting triggered by it. That's what was happening. So anyway, we were triggering each other layers upon layers of triggers. And I decided to go home. And when I decided to go to my parents' house, when I decided to go to my parents' house, which is in a different country than where we live right now, um, he was like, you should. You should go. And like the these little things that my partner does um, always are really touching to me because... That is actually his biggest trigger, like me leaving him um, and being abandoned. And the fact that he was like, you should go to your parents' house. You should take some time away. Those moments, I always feel like, yes, this is the man that I love. You know, this is like he has this capacity to rise above. And I can see that. So anyway, so I left. And I had this sort of time to reflect on everything from the outside in which was so incredible. It's so amazing. Like if you are stuck having that time of like stillness and observation and it's not like I stopped my life. I was still working and living and you know doing my thing, but I actually didn't see a lot of people, which is really weird for me because I am a total extrovert, but I really felt like I don't want to see anyone. I just want to be in this little bubble and just you know, just reflect on, on my life. And I, I started to see this codependence and I started to see how I needed my partner to tell me if what I'm saying is right to like, to see me. I needed him to see me for me to see myself. And I was really dependent on that. And he was the person that saw me really for the first time. Did you both stay in the relationship when you stopped to reflect? We actually broke up. So when I moved, when I went to the States, we live in Costa Rica and I went to the States and we were talking and it was like really tense. And one day we again triggered each other and we basically, we broke up and it was really, really hard. And we were both just like crying our eyes out the entire day. And then my mom was like, you should call him because when people are really, really sad, they usually connect and my mom is like so good at these kinds of things and i did call him and he was like i was just googling how to get over heartbreak and it said that it takes two years and i was like oh my god i was googling it too it was really cute we were both googling the same thing and we were talking and he was like so deeply heartbroken and so was i but I have done so much grieving in my life you know that is that was the healing that I've been doing for so many years it's grieving 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 just feeling feeling my feelings and for him it was kind of like the first time of really feeling that depth of feeling and all of a sudden we started to connect like we started to talk in this deep way we started to really be free of protections like all the protections in our hearts and we were able to really have a beautiful conversation and what I said to him was like have you ever cried this much and he was like no and I said I think that's what you need like I think you need to do that about your childhood um, because you haven't processed your own stuff. You were so focused on my stuff. And that was really, really powerful for him. And he really saw that. He really, something just opened up. And I think, of course, like he has a huge part in this process that he can talk about. Maybe one day we'll do a podcast together or something. But for me, what, what happened to me is that I told myself, I want to be w- in a conscious relationship period. Like I understand some people are very conscious and they choose not to be in a conscious relationship. These are different things and a conscious relationship is when you both look at your triggers, you both bring up your traumas, you talk about these things, you explore these things and I also really wanted a man who would allow me to see him to say like oh i'm really curious about your relationship with your brother have you ever explored that these kinds of things and i said that's it like this is what i desire this is what i want um and i said that to him from a really grounded space not like you have to do this this is how you're going to do it it was more like i have a question like are you willing to do that and if not it's okay like this is for sure what i want this is for sure Going to be my path. Um, and if we break up, I'm going to be extremely heartbroken. But this is what I want. Let me just read this comment. My husband suggested I go home, so I don't. And went to school, got licensed, I got a good job at a hospital. And when I came back, we had agreed he couldn't handle that I had a career, and he didn't. Yeah. So, you know, this is the thing. Didn't need him financially, and that's when it was over. How did you guys understand each other's biggest triggers? Um, So, yeah, I think this is, unfortunately, sometimes that's what happens, right? Like, we grow, and we have to see ourselves in our growth. Like, we have to celebrate that. We have to see that. We have to see ourselves. And from that space of seeing ourselves, we're not desperate for our partner to see us anymore. But we come to them, and we're like, this is what I want. This is what I want in a relationship. Are you willing or not? And for me, part of this was also seeing that I have so much love and I have so much support. I have, my mother was like really supportive, of my friends. So I felt like I'm not alone and I don't depend on him. Boom, we break codependence, right? Um, and of course, of course, of course, it's a work in progress, but that is a big step. And someone asked about how we see um, each other's triggers it's I asked well I'm very very conscious I'm so I'm so glad that I helped um I'm very conscious of my own triggers and I asked him like are you willing number one to discuss your triggers and to be open to looking into them and really tracing them back to your childhood because he's actually been in therapy and coaching but he was kind of like in my opinion he might disagree but I feel like it wasn't it wasn't like full in basically, um it wasn't like he wasn't like processing his emotions and going to his depth, and my frustration was, I see him, he's a very deep person, he is you know he is capable of going there for sure, but he wasn't, so that was like really frustrating for me um and so I asked him, like are you willing to go into your own triggers, and also are you willing to get these reflections from me?" and to listen to consider them not to agree with them but to consider them i realized this is what matters to me this is what i want in a partnership and then this was really um this is yes i'm going to save this life for sure it was really cute because one of our friends told him like marina wants so much from you and he said to her she does but that's what she wants and she's gonna get exactly what she wants because she always does and i was like yes this is true and this is because i owned what i desired and i haven't done that lots in my life up until this point you know up until this kind of like breaking point i wasn't owning my desires and i want to dive into that now i'm so happy that i'm putting that into words it feels good to hear that right And I want you to know that it's possible. Like, yes, now I feel like the tension, like it was at level 10 and now I feel like it's at level one. And I feel this like openness from both of us to hear each other's feedback. I feel like the shared love, I feel the layers of protection are melting and we're both doing our own work and we're both also going to couples coaching. And I just feel, when I feel this feeling, that I'm seeing myself, I'm recognizing myself and I have this agreement of like what I desire from a partnership. I feel my heart like 30 times more open and so I feel like anything is really really possible. I'm in a new relationship and I feel like I need more attention. It changed in the last month because he's very busy and I feel like his last priority. I realize he's touching my excessive need probably for attention. So oh yeah. Uh, we talked about it, and I know I have to call myself, but I still feel like he did not listen anything I asked for, and absolutely nothing has changed, and it really hurts. And I acknowledge that, like there is so much pain there for us in the places where we really want to be seen. And this is what I want to cover next: is like this all goes back to yourself seeing yourself. So what I have seen in this journey about myself is that when I was little, I was always the deepest, wisest, old soul child. And all the other kids around me were like kids, you know, they were like interested in dolls and then in makeup and then blah, blah, blah. And I was just never that. I was never like that. And so I learned to adapt. I learned to just be relatable to like be like the other kids and tone myself down and that was my strategy and instead of like obviously when you're a kid this is really normal you don't see yourself when you're a kid you want to belong to the group you want to be part of the group and so I was really used to like shrinking myself and making myself smaller and I was doing that in my relationship as well. I was doing that everywhere. I was doing that in every place in my life because this is an adaptive trauma response that I have learned in order to be a human. Um, Okay, I'm gonna ask you guys, you're asking awesome questions and shares. I see two and it's like really hard for me to like talk and answer. So will you put them in the question box and then I'm gonna get to them afterwards. So, um, so yeah, so this is as a child, like this is what I was doing. I was really, I remember like in school when I was like, I don't know, like 10, 11, 12, I was really smart and all the other kids would copy my homework and I would let them and I always felt like this is the only reason that they like me is because I let them copy my homework. They don't really see me, I don't feel seen, I don't have a friend or even like teachers that really saw me, you know, that like saw my depth and saw my wisdom and saw my ability to see others as well. Like I was always really, really, really um, had that gift. And that was really painful, and so I didn't even let myself feel that pain of that. And when I went to my parents' house, I actually let myself feel this pain of like not being seen, not being seen as a child, but also not being seen in my relationship. And it wasn't my partner's fault, it's that I didn't see myself. And one one beautiful thing that I did was I allowed myself to accept love that was expressed towards me, even if it wasn't from people who really saw me, even if it wasn't expressed in the way that I really wanted. And I didn't make it mean that my worth is not important, that my gifts shouldn't be celebrated. So also part of this was I've always been spiritual. I've always had like a lot of emotions, a lot of Connection, a lot of search for meaning that was bigger than just like practical everyday shit. And my family was the opposite. They were like, okay, how do we make money? How do we survive? How do we do one, two, three? They weren't even connected to our religion because they were living in communist Ukraine where religion was illegal. So they weren't connected to anything. Any bigger purpose, bigger meaning. So I always felt like I'm a weirdo. Like I'm such a weirdo and nobody can understand me. Nobody can connect to me. So what I I did as a coping strategy was to be relatable. To, again, make myself smaller. To just kind of like learn to laugh with the other kids and be silly and let them copy my homework. But at the same time, I wasn't receiving... Not only I wasn't receiving their love, I wasn't recognizing myself, I wasn't feeling like I am really special, I am really unique, and that's why I can't bond with these kids. So in this process, I believe that breaking codependence is breaking up that if someone doesn't see you, someone doesn't recognize you, that means that your gifts are not important. That means that your gifts are not valuable, right? That that means that your truth is wrong. So if someone doesn't see you and doesn't celebrate and recognize you, it doesn't mean that you don't get to recognize yourself. And this is the codependence that you get to break because your partner is not always going to see you. That's just reality. Sometimes your partner is sick, sometimes your partner is tired, whatever, like they are humans and your friends, and your parents, and like everyone in your life, they're not always going to see you. So you seeing yourself is this baseline for everything else. And of course, then you'll notice that more and more people see you, but you also don't have that desperation for it. You also don't have that like crazy craving for it. Um... So I can't answer that question, if your partner doesn't see you, should you leave? It's just very, very individual, right? And it's really it's really a process to discover, first and foremost, how can you see yourself? And then how can you see your desires and needs? That's part of seeing yourself. I am this and this, and I desire this and this. I desire depth, I desire you know, uh, what does see yourself really mean? I love that question. I want to answer that question before I get to the questions in the question box. So make sure you put them there. So what this means is I feel and celebrate, and it's in your body. It's not just in your head. It's in your body. First of all, what are you unique, what, like what's unique about you? What's special about you? What's really amazing about you? So for example, for me, I know what's really unique about me is that I can see people like crazy. Like I can feel them, I know why they're stuck. I know, you know, this is my work, right? I know what's going on for them. I know what their gifts are. I can sense that, I get it fast. So, the, now, so I know that about myself, however, I take it for granted. I don't think it's that special. And I've been told a lot, like, you are so unique. You are so special. And you're so different. And I was like, whatever. Like, that's not true. Um, Or, you know, you can notice that you're not seeing yourself if you're badly craving being seen by other people. For me, it was a lot with my clients. Like, their testimonials feel empty. It doesn't feel like they're really celebrating me. Or Look at your partner. Look at your parents. Look at your kids Do you feel like they're not noticing you like they're not actually seeing you like when they write you birthday cards? Do you feel like they're really getting to the core of how you need to be seen? That's the kind of thing and then we can look at well, why why is this happening and why? Do you not see yourself right? Why don't you celebrate it within your body? Why don't you feel like Wow, I'm really good at XYZ or I really like to go deep or, you know, whatever your gifts are, whatever is unique about you, you're not actually celebrating that. How do you know you see others and not yourself? Um, so i get really excited within my body when i see other people and when i know like what's happening for them why are they stuck all these kinds of things and i've always known that i have that ability but when people reflect this to me it's kind of like when people give you a compliment like this is more surface level but when people are like oh my god you look so pretty today and you're like No, I don't or whatever or like, oh, it's just because my makeup, you know, whatever. Like you kind of like brush it off or when someone tells you you're so good at this and this and you're like, yeah, whatever. Like you don't take it in. You don't celebrate yourself within your body. That's what seeing yourself feels like and you have this like incessant desire for other people to give you compliments or for other people to give you attention or for other people to acknowledge you like thank you so much for doing that wow that was amazing right or like is that is that landing for you guys like is that making sense how i'm explaining it so this is a really good question and i'm wondering if that's because it is an interesting thing like what does it mean to see yourself so let me know if that is making sense so it can be as like kind of obvious as like receiving compliments but it can go so much deeper than that like my grandma for example I know she doesn't see herself at all because she's always obsessed if she does something for someone she's obsessed with them like just recognizing her to no end like oh you're so amazing like you sewed that thing thank you so much you know it's like because she doesn't see that within herself um What if you are starting to see yourself, but you still really want people to see you and basically reflect the thoughts back to you, like to see you for you back at you. So I would say, I would really challenge you because this goes so deep and I would say you're not. You're not actually seeing yourself and it's not just in your head. Again, this is in your body. This is like fully feeling like I'm the shit, you know, at whatever and in general, like I just love myself and I can recognize this and this and this thing. So maybe you're seeing that, like in your mind, you're like, oh yeah, I see that I'm really good at X, Y, Z. But you're not like really celebrating how you stand out in that, how incredible you are in that. So this is what I would encourage you to do. So let me see the questions in the question box. What's the process of starting to see yourself? So first of all, it's like thinking about, okay, what are the things that I'm dying for people to celebrate myself for? And why don't I celebrate myself for those things? You know, just being really, really, really honest with yourself. What was I born good at? Like, what are those things? And what has prevented me from celebrating this? What has prevented me? What happened in my childhood that said, you're not allowed to celebrate this? So this is really important. I love that framework of feeling and celebration inside of your body. It's landing. I have a really hard time relaxing in that excitement. Perfectionism creeps in really fast. Yes, yes, yes. I love that comment. And this, We're going to be covering this within Claim Yourself boldly I can't say I feel like I say bold. I can't like differentiate between bold and bold anyway but you know what I'm saying we are going to cover this so in depth I'm going to walk you through a beautiful process all around that Um, and words of affirmation are lovely but they don't usually go deep this is a process of embodiment this is a process from within your body and feeling and sensation it's not just thinking about it Um, I'm like your grandma. I don't see myself and don't think I have nothing to be seen for. Yes, you come to the program. It's going to be so, so powerful. What if I communicate my need and desire of having a conscious relationship and he still doesn't do the work? I realize I can't accept that. Being spiritually, consciously aligned is so important to me. Is an end the solution in this case? I cannot give you the answer, you know. Um, It's really... (laughs) Thank you for, for recognizing my sexiness. That's pretty nice. Um, <laughs> I cannot give you the answer whether you should stay in your relationship or not. However, what I can tell you is something that I witnessed within my own story is that I was frustrated and I kept not wanting to leave. And then I actually had a conversation with a dear friend who was exiting her marriage and the way that she was talking about it, like, I'm ready to go, I'm just done. Like, the way, the peace that she had inside, I was like, okay, this is definitely not me. I'm frustrated because I see it in my partner. I see that he can go there, and I want him, and I want to go there with him. So it's really like, you get clear, this is what I want, and I, if I don't get it from this guy, I'm gonna get it from someone else, but this is what I want. Um, there is a lot of grief in there because, yes, you might lose the relationship. But when you get really clear in that, you arrive into the interaction in your partnership very, very differently around this. Really nice watching and listening to you. Can I ask you something? Please don't take it the wrong way. Oh, this is really random. When I was born. I was not born in January or October, actually. <laughs> yep. Okay, you guys, so what I want to share with you is this is such a, such a deep, 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 deep topic, and it really impacts every freaking part of your life. So this is why I created this seven week program where we're going to be walking through the embodiment of this. We're not just going to be thinking about it. We're going to be feeling into it. We're going to be shifting through it. We're going to get you to see yourself and it's gonna be so freaking beautiful. It's not gonna be all celebration. We're going to grieve, we're going to rage, we're going to do all those things but we're also going to celebrate who you are. And we are going to dive and uncover these layers of why you don't do that now so that you can get there. And it's going to be a really, really cool and beautiful process. This is a seven week program that is going to be live and on Zoom. It's all going to be recorded. So whether you attend live or watch the recordings, both are going to be equally awesome. Um, and you're going to have a beautiful Slack community where you get to ask your questions as well, where I'm going to be in. So ah, it's going to be so much fun. The link is here pinned. Um, go check it out. And if you have any questions, you can always reach out and DM me. I love you so much. This has been so much fun with all of you. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your... I will be teaching all of the classes. Yes, it's going to be just me teaching you. Um, and you can see the schedule and the curriculum on the page of um, that I've linked. So you can see all of that breakdown. It's going to be so much fun. I love you all so much. Thank you for joining. Mwah. Thank you so much for joining me and listening to this episode. If you liked it, please make sure to leave me a review so that more beautiful humans can get to this podcast and subscribe to the show. And please do share it with a friend who would benefit. And I always love to hear from all of you on Instagram. So visit me there at marina.y.t. I share really awesome content and would love to hear your comments about the episodes. Until next time, I love you so much and I appreciate you. Have the most beautiful day.